ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Welcome into the Thursday edition. The drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. I'm in the producer's booth tonight. I'm looking across the way in my chair. <laughs> Luke Creasy. This is a different view than I've had before. You're like in my chair. I'm board offing you tonight. I know. This is a weird feeling. Don't get used to it. Don't get used to it. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. You, um, I'm good. Staying busy. Yeah. Um, so um, are you in witness protection yet? I can't tell you that. Okay. I mean, you're here on the show, so obviously uh, you're, you're not. Yeah. Um, Luke Creasy, of course, a former intern here, um, one of our uh, our very best. The pit crew, um, I think we used yeah, to call us. We, yeah. You know, back when we had a budget and we had uh, you know producer for the show, uh, we had a pit crew. We had a crew. Uh, now we have nobody. You got me. I got and you. I got but, you. Yeah, exactly. Today, at least. Yeah, exactly. That'll work. Because... Um, Today you uh, you I don't know what you were thinking today. Um, <laughs> Luke, of course, works for um, HD Media, the Wayne County News. I mean, how do we describe what do, you, what do you do? I'm the primary writer for the Wayne County News, uh, and it involves a lot of a lot of news and a lot of sports. Uh, so I uh, have delved into the realm of high school basketball, uh, high school football this year, but. Uh, also recently picked up a weekly column with the Wayne County News, and uh, that's been fun. I wrote my third one, or I guess my third one got published uh, in this week's publication, and uh, it was a fun one. Why do you hate Tom Brady so much? What did he do to you? Okay, well, first of all, I don't hate him. I just don't like him. Hate's a strong word. I don't like Tom Brady, and part of that comes from seeing him have so much success. Now, I don't hate people who have success. I, I love for people to have success, but... Tom Brady does it so well, and he's done it for such a long time that I guess I'm jealous of his success. Envy, yeah. Envy, uh, and envious that no other team in the NFL can really come up with a quarterback with long-sustaining success such as Brady. But it's been fun to watch, and that's what I talked about in my column. I got a text from you earlier, and I had a feeling you read it. When I got a, you were a, hoping a, I read it. Least, I, yeah. I was, and I, I was a little bit curious when I got a GIF of Tom Brady on my phone. In a text from you, but uh, I talked about it in the column. I don't like him, but I respect what he's done. Uh, if you look at, well, specifically that AFC Championship game, and of course his eighth consecutive, he's had a hand in getting the Patriots there the whole time. Uh, he's been in the driver's seat and and behind center, but uh, he was special in, in the final drive in regulation and in overtime. Uh, I'm, I'm upset that Patrick Mahomes didn't get a shot there in overtime because of some uh, bad overtime rules in the NFL, but we won't get into that. But uh, Brady was special in that AFC Championship game, and he has a way uh, of continuing to be special uh, anytime he gets the ball, really. He got the ball with two minutes left, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that thought, oh, boy, here we go. So this is your new job now. You uh, you rile people up at the Wayne County News. And it's fun. Yeah. I like to stir the pot. Are you um, are you at the foots, footsteps of, uh, I mean, well, do you, yeah, do you go to over to the, the Herald-Dispatch building and you sit down at the uh, at the foot of Chuck Landon and uh, – <laughs> I mean, does he dispense knowledge and wisdom to you as far as here's what you need to do to write a column? Is it that happening? I, I, I haven't reached out to Chuck yet. Now, I'm not saying that won't happen because Chuck's very good at what he does. Uh, but uh, I do see Chuck occasionally, and uh, it, it's been fun to kind of be around him and uh, be in that environment, uh, something that I wasn't in. In college, obviously, I did a lot of radio work in college and didn't really work in print until my final semester. 
but uh, I've kind of jumped full force into the print world. But uh, it's been fun, and I get to do a lot of different stuff. Uh, a column is not something I necessarily saw coming, but uh, it was an opportunity, and I'd be dumb not to take it. Okay, so you uh, don't like Tom Brady. You're covering sports now for the Wayne County News. and uh, Yes, sir. What's that been like, just um, knowing that you're continuing a legacy of covering a county that has had, in its own way, a pretty strong sports section for a long time? You know, guys like Randy Payton, who were there before you course made it that way and you know of any county the Wayne County News has definitely I think uh, led the charge as far as what small local newspapers should look like when it comes to covering their community. Well if you think of the the three main well the three high schools in Wayne County you've got Spring Valley, uh, Wayne High School of course and Tulsa High School. Uh, those are some high schools with some pretty excelling athletic programs. Obviously Spring Valley's had the football success uh, that's been fun uh, to be a part of and be in that environment. The basketball team's doing well. They've got Grayson Malashevich and, of course, Doug Nestor uh, playing on the basketball court for the first time. I don't think Nestor's played since eighth grade. Uh, Malashevich took a couple years off, so they're looking pretty good on the basketball court. And then uh, th- there's a lot of rich history uh, in in Wayne County sports, and that's been something that, that has been fun to be a part of. Um, of course, I was an outsider you know, just a, a few short months ago before football season. Hadn't spent a lot of time in Wayne County, and so it's been uh, the majority of through football season and, and now as we're in a basketball season, I guess we're over halfway through the high school basketball season, but it's been sort of kind of getting to know the, the culture out there. Um, if if you've never been in that environment before, they're very passionate about their sports, uh, both Wayne, uh, Tulsa, and Spring Valley are very passionate, and it, it, of course, like we've mentioned, got a lot of history. It's been fun to, to kind of submerge myself in. Um I spend a lot of time out in Glen Hayes. That's where Tulsa High School is, if, if you're not familiar with the area. But uh, shoot down on uh, Route 52 and go till you don't see anything, and then Tulsa High School is right around the corner. Um, but I spend a lot of time out there getting to know uh, some of the coaches. and uh, I had I, known uh, the Tulsa girls head coach, Rick Marone, uh, previously uh, through a previous connection. But uh, getting to know some of the coaches, some of the players, are starting to establish – some of those connections that, that uh, are so valuable when uh, you enter, you first enter the professional field, and I've been blessed with the opportunity to kind of just go full force at it right out of college. Luke Christie is joining us. Uh, he wrote a column today. He doesn't like Tom Brady, <laughs> and uh, I made sure that uh, all my friends uh, on social media knew about it. I, I, I liked the uh, the project you shared about uh, yeah. the kid doing – a social studies fair project about uh, Tom Brady. Che- no, I, I won't go as far to say he's cheated every year. But you could. I mean, go I, all I, in. I could. I like his kid. Uh, kid decided he's going to do a science. He went fair. all in. That's yeah, for sure. he went all in. He has scientific backup uh, to show that Tom Brady cheated. And I like some of his answers. Like, uh, hey, give me some of your money since you don't deserve it. <laughs> the typical kid there for you. I love yeah. that. Well, kid could always use some yeah, money. Yeah, ten years old. He's gonna he's gonna go far. He's gonna be a sports columnist or a sports writer or, or talk show host for real, real soon here. I, I'll admit, I probably wouldn't be as kind, wouldn't have been as kind in my column to Tom Brady had he completed a game winning drive against the Eagles in the Super Bowl a year ago. Oh no! Yeah, you have to show your bias because we're objective in this media. Absolutely, so you, you have well, to show your bias. Those of you who have have known me from my time producing on the show. I'm a big Eagles fan. I, I was on cloud nine uh, after the Eagles won the Super Bowl last year. We had Vinnie Curry on. Yeah, uh, you were on cloud ten there. I, uh, yes, I was. I, I was. And, and Vinnie Curry has a dog mask. I, I left my dog mask at home today. I do still have that, though. But uh, that was fun. But I mentioned in the column, 
Brady got the ball back with just about two minutes left there, too. And if it wasn't for a uh, an unblocked Brandon Graham that came off the edge and forced a fumble, Patriots might be uh, might be defending champs instead of the Eagles, who, of course, aren't there. Well, but. they're going to get a chance to, to win that thing back. So Luke's our guest here. You're going to be pretty busy. Um, have you talked to Chris Dickerson yet? If not... You will be soon, I'm pretty sure. I have not talked to Chris Dickerson. Okay. Uh, do you know what I'm referring to? I will explain it, but do you know what I'm referring to? Not off the top of my uh, head, no. Great story you're going to be writing real soon, I believe. I'm already telling you your content. Okay. Uh, you know that there is a push to um, do something in honor of uh, longtime Wayne High School mm-hmm. football coach Scott Gerald. Yep. yep. And uh, Chris Dickerson, who um, who also is— uh, Now the name's ringing a bell. Of, of gotcha. our— of our industry and of our ilk, he is—he's um, part of that push. So I'm just kind of curious uh, where you were on that, if because um, I know that's coming up soon. You're going to be touching that story sooner than later if you haven't already. So. Yeah, uh, to my knowledge, uh, Chris is going to go talk to Todd Alexander. He's the superintendent of Wayne County Schools, um, and and try and figure out something there uh, to to rename the. The football field out at Wayne High School um, after that legendary coach, but uh, I, I think it would be a good tribute. Um, I, I think that it, it's, it would be a fitting tribute. Obviously, a coach did a lot for the program out there, um, and it's still a, a very solid program in, in the state. But uh, I, that'll be a fun conversation when it comes to it. But uh, I, I, the Wayne County Board of Education has been good about uh, honoring people like that, that that deserve it, and so. I don't think Chris will run into too much trouble. He's got a lot of the support from the community, I know. Um, but uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be fun to develop, and I'll, I'll definitely be uh, be into that uh, when it happens. Uh, I go out to the board of education meetings, uh, of course, as part of my uh, professional responsibilities. But uh, I'll be keeping an eye out for it, and uh, I'm sure that when the the word does come out about a decision one way or the other, that uh, that I'll have some coverage on it. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun story, or at least a, it's gonna be a fun story to cover either way because. You've got a passionate group of people who want mm-hmm. this to happen, and I don't know if they're going to get the opportunity to have that presented to the, the voting members of the school board or not. So there's some components here about that. Yeah. I say put it up for a vote. Let them go. Let them hey. say yes yes or no. Let the people, uh, let the people talk. I don't see a negative in this. Um, I know sometimes when people propose things, there's always, uh, okay, what's uh, upside, what's the downside here? I just don't know what the downside is to this. I don't I don't know that there would be one. Um, I, I think that in situations like this, you really get to see the best of the community. Um, you get to see what people are passionate about. And when people, uh, w- what I've learned about the people of Wayne County, my, my, my short few months out there, is, is when they get behind something, uh, th- they give it all they have. Um, and so I know there's a lot of support out there building for that. I did see uh, the, the petition going around Facebook, and uh, I think that once that gains enough recognition, uh, people are going to have to pay attention uh, to the notion and, and then decide one way or another. But uh, I, I love stories like this, being able to, to honor um, community staples of the past and, and be able to do that uh, for them. I think it would be huge. Now, are you for the for the newspaper, for HD Media? Are you the primary sports cover, you know, you know, reporter now for uh, for Wayne County? How's that work? Um, well, with that, uh, the the guys from the Herald Dispatch um, oftentimes pick up on Spring Valley because of proximity. Right. Um, I, I do spend a lot of time out in Wayne and out in Glen Hayes because, uh, I mean, realistically, I think from 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 wh- where we're sitting now, Glen Hayes uh, or Tulsa High School in Glen Hayes is an eighty-four mile round trip. Uh, so it's a little bit of a haul. Uh, and when you've got so many high schools here in the area locally, you're talking about Huntington St. Joe, Grace Christian, 
of Spring Valley, Huntington High, Fairland. Um, a, a lot of those will be picked up by the Herald Dispatch, and then uh, I, I do what I can to to kind of fill in the gaps with Wayne and Tulsa. So I, I spend a lot of time out there. Um, Ryan Eppling covers Wayne for football um, because he does public address out there. So he, he has uh, Wayne football down on lock. Uh, I get Tulsa football. And then a little bit of all three of the high schools I get uh, in, in basketball right now. Baseball and softball, I don't know because I haven't been there yet. But uh, it will come sooner rather than later. But for right now, I spend a lot of time out in Wayne. Uh, Wayne girls, Wayne boys, and then Tulsa boys and girls who have had some uh, some success this year. Uh, you talk about uh, specifically Tulsa. I've seen them probably more than anybody this year. Um, Tulsa girls had seven wins a year ago, and the Tulsa boys had six. Uh, the Tulsa boys right now are sitting at nine and four, and the girls are at ten and three. Uh, they've had a lot of success this year. Rick Marone picked up his 400th win uh, for the Tulsa girls uh, last Saturday in a win against Calhoun County. Uh, they're both participating in the West Virginia Hometown, Invita- Hometown Invitational Tournament right now, so they've got home games this weekend, so that's where I'll be. And then, of course, Wayne... Uh, boys Saturday night host uh, Chapmanville. Uh, so that will be uh, a fun game, a high-caliber game for the Wayne boys who have played good in spurts um, so far this year. I don't really have the record to show for it. Um, but they played they played tough against Logan. A lot of people think Logan uh, could win the state tournament title uh, this year and, and take that from Chapmanville. But I had an opportunity to see Logan. They're pretty solid, and I'm excited about seeing Chapmanville. But, uh, yeah, I got a doubleheader on on Saturday, I have uh, Tulsa girls at 3.30 or 4, and then I'm heading straight to Wayne to, for uh, Pioneers and, and the Chapmanville Tigers. It's nicer than the schedule that for you. The, what, that way. Right, right. Yeah. Hey, I'll, I'll take it. I, I get to watch basketball all day. That, that's the good thing. I, I, I'm getting to do what I love, and uh, I know so many times coming out of college, people can have a hard time finding work. Well, I kind of waltzed right into it. I took an internship. After I did the internship here, <laughs> uh, you I, got credit for that one at least. I, yeah, I, I I took an internship with uh, the Herald Dispatch and did some writing there, and then uh, just so happened that uh, a spot at the Wayne County News opened up, and they the editors uh, there at the Herald Dispatch knew that I had an interest in sports, and they're like, "Hey, here's some sports in addition to some other stuff." So I still get the fun stuff like County Commission and Board of Education and City Council There's meetings. There's nothing and, wrong with that because yeah. that's where all the fireworks begin. Sometimes oh, yeah. uh, I can't wait for Rick Marone to uh, get going again. With you know what? It's not fair for p- private schools <laughs> the way they uh, way they recruit. I mean, uh, way they get their players. You know, I can't wait for that conversation to fire. Well, back the conversation up. might pick up if Tulsa should make uh, make it back to Charleston this year and maybe get ousted by one of those private schools. Then okay. the conversation could probably pick up again. I'm sure he'd have a little more merit to the argument too. You think um, if they don't, it doesn't? It probably still does. Okay, so it's coming back <laughs> up. See, right there, you're ground zero for that. Yep. Next thing you know, you're going to be on um, you're going to be on Hoppy Kirchival's show talking hey. about it. Maybe uh, you'll be on Caridi's show talking about it. Bring me up. I'll talk. Okay. Well, that's up to them. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, that's up course. to them. But, of course. Yeah, you're, you're going to make it. You know, and then you got to explain why you don't like Tom Brady all, all, all over. Every, everybody's going to ask that. Yeah, everybody's going to ask that. We're going to take our first time out. We'll come back. Uh, you know, a little bit later on, John Mercer is actually coming into the studio. Ah, there you go. Yeah, he. Um, he's always a good talk. Yeah, and maybe we we'll even talk tennis with him because you know he's going to talk pirates. He's going to talk penguins. All these Pittsburgh sports. Uh, I don't think he likes Tom Brady either. <laughs> 
Well, maybe we can bond over that. Okay, you guys can bond. <laughs> You're hanging out as long as you want to. I'll be here in the producer's studio. What's going on here? I mean, hey, I mean, I'm like back, I said, I'm it's a different today. It's a different view, but uh, it's a Luke Creasy. They don't show. have a board in front of me; just a microphone. It's you weird. don't know what to do. You got the phone system, and that's it. Ooh, that's dangerous. Yeah, you've got the phone system. <laughs> I've got I've got everything else here, um, and all the good stuff. So if you hear something technically go wrong. Yeah, it's going to be on me. It's not me today. Yeah, so uh, let's make today. sure all this is working here. Okay, all the pretty lights are on the board. And uh, you're listening to The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. There's a real reason why Luke Creasy was invited today as a guest on the program. It's uh, not because he hates, I'm sorry, doesn't like Tom Brady. Uh, no, it's because he's uh, he's very valuable to me because he knows how to set up uh, the room for our next guest, who is, uh, we're getting him situated right now. Um, he brought his assistant coaches with him. Um, I think they're all of, uh, like, combined, you know, total, your staff is what, the age of 16 combined? <laughs> Uh, John Mercer's with us. Luke Creasy's with us as well from HD Media. Uh, uh, you write, Go ahead and write some of the stuff down. This could be like a free column for you or a free story. <laughs> it could be. Hey. I, I got your mic. No, you can talk. I have your mic on. Hey, I take mental notes. Okay. I take mental notes. Um, and, of course, if I wanted to listen to it again, I could just go on the podcast. Right, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. Free tune plug in. there. Yeah, I love that. Just a little plug. You're doing it, you, know, you can share that on your social media channels as well. I could. And so could Coach Mercer later on let the, all his, uh, his followers <laughs> know that he was on the radio. Um, he's in here with us now. Uh, what's happening, boss? What's happening? Oh, just got off the tennis courts, so headed down here. So uh, made it. So that's a positive. Yeah. I mean, you're here in studio. Last time I had him on, he uh, was on the phone previously to that. He brought me swag over at the, the Union Pub and Grill. Uh, I still have that hat oh, on yes. display. Um, nice. The back-to-back, not the back-to-back-to-back. Oh, that's they, true. They lost. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to keep it going. To the Washington Capitals. Unless you're Tom Brady. Yeah, unless uh, you're Tom Brady. You know, um, Lou doesn't like Tom Brady. That's what I heard. Yeah. 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 It's right uh, here. I, have fr- I printed it. He does not like Tom with Brady. With my picture and everything. I, I think with unless you live in Boston, I think that's a pretty universal I thought. Say, I, say, so. I, I don't think I'm alone, but uh, no. I don't like him, but I respect what he's done. Yeah, respect think, what he's done. What think. if I wrote something said I don't like Ben Roethlisberger? How would that go over? I don't I think Steelers fans might agree with you there. Okay. <laughs> that's true. A well, few. Steelers a few. Fan. Yeah, I know we one. We would not like that. No. I know one I'm talking to right here. Oh, yes. Um, of course. I, I think he's swinging more towards the uh, Penguins right now, though. Yeah, yeah. So it's Penguin season. Yeah. So go with the seasons. Okay, and then it'll be Pirates season. Coming up fast. Uh, you know, Six Luke, weeks. You know, Luke, we carry Pirates baseball of course. For, for three reasons. Uh, one, uh, John Mercer. Two, Mike Powers. <laughs> <laughs> and um, three, we did some wanted baseball on the radio, so there you go. I'm like I'm num- I like that I'm number one. Yeah, it's nice. You think Powers? You. you think Powers is ahead of you? I well, I, you never know. That ranking might change occasionally, right? Yeah. It, well, no, no. So you're like the dean of coaches <laughs> now over there. Uh, you, That's a scary thought. You, let's see, you and Small, right? Yeah, yeah. Who's been there longer, you or, or Jeff? I don't know. That's a good question. It's so long ago. Yeah. You know. So we'll have to check the record book. So when you guys meet in the, in the star chamber, all the coaches, you know, do you, are you – is it like the Supreme Court? You know, you all show up and you're like leading the court. 
Uh, no, I just kind of hide in the back. Okay. So keep a low profile. I mean, you got to teach the kids uh, all the ins and outs here. You, you're like you're the man in charge now. Yeah, these kids they 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 know a lot now. They come in, you know, they're all adept at their social media, everything else. They're ready to go. They're ready to rock and roll. So. So you have Kemper. He's like, is he like your lieutenant? Because he's been around just a little while. <laughs> Uh, he's doing a good job this year, huh? He is doing a pretty they, good job. They've turned it around. He's figured out that if he wins, he gets to be on the program more. Ah, there you go. That's motivation. We've got this deal yeah. that if he wins and Marshall's playing the same night, he can come on our pre- or post-game, depending on uh, oh, what nice. time it is. Nice. Yeah. 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 He called me from the tarmac the other day up at um, Columbus, I believe, ah. just to get on the show. Oh, yeah. He um, he missed the pre-game, so he had to be on the post-game. Hey, that'll work. Yeah. I mean, he gets to be on the 100,000-watt monster over there, 93.7 yeah. The Dog. Oh, that's nice. So, um, yeah. Hey, um, tennis is starting back up. You, it is. Um, yeah. You didn't get you didn't get that win against Kentucky. No. But you got some individual hardware, so that's cool. Yeah, that was good. Uh, we went down there, and uh, it was good. Uh, you know, basically, like I think I said the last time I was on the show. I mean, you know, it's pretty much a a true rebuilding of a program. Uh, we only had one player return from last year's team, so uh, we have five new ones uh, playing. So. Uh, you know, it was a really good experience, uh, you know, to go down there, play a team that uh, is currently 27 in the rankings, uh, has a lot of experience, a lot of really good players, and I uh, thought we competed really well. Uh, you know, we, Jason, uh, my assistant and I, I mean, we were a little nervous before. We didn't, you, you never know how they're going to react <laughs> in a situation like that. You're like, okay, we're going to go play Kentucky. <laughs> uh, first match. So, uh, you know, you didn't, you just hope that they play, you know, how they've been playing in practice. And uh, they did that. They showed up and they uh, uh, really worked hard and went after things and uh, competed really well. So, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a good experience. Was it nice finally having a team, a full <laughs> team, just the field show up, you've got your entire roster, and they can all play? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got in the van, and Jason's like, I've never seen our van this uh, crowded before. <laughs> so I was like, wait till next year when we actually have eight. Uh, but, yeah, so, you know, last year was his first year. So, uh, yeah, it was a pretty rough first year for him. and. Uh, you know, kind of was different because you're kind of saying, yeah, it's not normally like this. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, like I said before, I mean, things happen, things that coaches uh, always aren't in control of, uh, you know, and, you know, we like to think you always see in the media, you know, the coaches, you know, getting fired and get under the heat and all this. And sometimes, you know, behind the scenes, there's just there's things that might be going on that people don't really know what's going on and uh that you know can make it tough you know for everybody for the players that are there and the coaches that are there and uh you know you just gotta try to work through those times and do the best you can and uh hopefully come out strong on the other end nobody's firing john mercer it's not happening <laughs> fire myself well, so that you can do but nobody's firing john mercer yeah yeah um you haven't done anything wrong like uh i don't know uh, lose to the wrong teams multiple times you haven't done that yeah well you know you get, it, you, it, you, it, it, yeah you get a mulligan now and then especially when your team's all injured yeah i think you know people out there sometimes uh you know, they have this idea, you know, you, you kind of have your sports, you know, football, basketball, and, you know, that's, uh, you know, obviously, you know, those are, you know, high-profile sports, and uh, they kind of have the idea that, you know, you just kind of throw tennis balls or golf balls and say, hey, go get them, you know, whatever. But, you know, in, in reality, you get, you get to these schools like a Kentucky, and these, these guys are super competitive. 
you know, whether you're playing uh, football or basketball or whether you're playing horseshoes, uh, you know, these people want to win. And, uh, you know, you always want to have a successful program. And, uh, you, know, may, you know, whenever you are successful, it's a better experience for the student athletes that you do recruit. Uh, you know, when they come in and, and, and they have success and they learn, you know, what you need to be successful in life. And so, you know, it's an important part of it that, you know, you're teaching that and you're teaching work ethic and you're trying to get y- your team to be successful. So, uh, you know, it just makes it for, you know, a better climate and better environment uh, for everybody uh, associated with it. So when does John Mercer get his million-dollar scoreboard? <laughs> <laughs> we're waiting million. for our million dollar indoor complex okay. well, say, <laughs> for our courts uh, you're, you're, yeah, you're so right after baseball right right it's after baseball, baseball it's, yeah it's mercer yeah so i think we'd be the last facility on campus uh you know to come back to campus as far as an indoor facility so uh that'd make a big difference you know it'd, it'd really help you know practice time uh you know it's not only recruiting but it's just the the general uh day-to-day you know trying to get back and forth um you know for people who don't know we play out the huntington tennis club which is out at the mall uh you know right off of 64 but you know that's time uh just you know valuable practice time and so on and so you kind of get into this time of year it it, it gets it harder you know you're kind of cutting into practice time uh, just from the standpoint of class time uh you know kids get done at a certain time and then they got to restart classes at a certain time and uh, you're really kind of limited in, in, you know, how much you can do. Uh, you know, we'd like to do more, but you just you're kind of stuck just due to the travel. I know that uh, some of the other sports around Marshall have been able to kind of utilize that, that indoor facility for like practice purposes. Can you all do mm-hmm. any conditioning or anything in in the indoor complex? Yeah. Or? yeah, our fitness time isn't really affected, you know, by the travel. It's it's more the on court yeah. uh, hitting time. So you know, we don't have any indoor courts in there. Uh, so. Uh, you know, and, you know, tennis, you know, it, it's tennis is a combination of, you know, you got to be unbelievably fit as, you know, for anybody who's watching the Australian Open right now and they're playing in 100 degree weather and they go out there and they play for four hours at a time. You better be able to run. You're running miles upon miles of sprints and then you're doing it over and over and over again, you know, uh, over a you know, two week period. So. Uh, you got to be unbelievably fit, and then on top of that, uh, you know, it's a fine motor skill sport. And whenever you're playing a fine motor skill sport, you need that repetition day after day after day after day. You know, it, it, it's it's different in that you're combining those two. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, when you combine those two, that's why, you know, even if you've noticed our schedule, you know, we don't really have like a down season. Uh, we're competing in the fall. It's It's a lot of tournaments. It's not dual matches per se, but... Uh, you know, we were playing tournaments. We were playing nine weeks out of the fall. Uh, we basically have off over Christmas break because it's mandated by the NCAA. And then we're coming back. And we literally played our first match two days after back. And we'll go all the way up till the week before finals. And if we make the NCAA tournament, we'd play a whole nother month. So you're just constantly in season. But that's kind of the result of playing a fine motor skill sport. You have to compete day after day after day or practice at least. Marshall University coach John Mercer joining us on the program. We'll continue on with this edition of The Drive here, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Well, we've got an eclectic group in this studio today. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Welcome back to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. From HD Media... Wayne County News. Something like that. 
Um, you do this little high school basketball show sometimes. You still doing that? Occasionally, yeah, yeah. I, I make an appearance on Basketball Friday Night occasionally. That's, the, that's still on the air, right? I can't believe yep, that. Yep, it's still on the air in its sixth season. Wow. Okay, so Luke Creasy's with us. He's uh, all around everything, and then uh, the <laughs> tennis boss himself, John Mercer's with it. Well, okay, um, the assistant tennis boss. I know who the tennis boss really is. Yeah, that's the, true. Yeah, I know who. I know who's in charge over there. Oh yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, the former coach. The former coach is the tennis. He still boss. has a lot of advice for the current head coach. How's that work? You're, does she just like look, John? Come here. Does she just do that to you sometimes? Hey, um, look, I don't want to. You're the coach and all, but uh, you're doing this wrong. Does she do that to you? It's it's not even that quiet. It's, <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> it's like get over here. <laughs> Uh, get this team straightened out. Okay. So, yeah. No, she's really good. She's excellent. That's what I've heard. So, uh, you know, it's great to have her there and watching and uh, advising. Advising. Special yes. advisor yes. to the head coach. Exactly. Yeah, she does a great job. She really understands the game and uh, understands the psyche, the female athlete, and, uh, you know, really is a great motivator. You know, whenever we have her come in and talk to the team and stuff, she really does a great job with that. So uh, how much credit does she take for your freshman uh, winning the Conference USA Women's Tennis Player of the Week Award? How much uh, does she get uh, for uh, Victoria Walter? Yeah, well, you know, I back in my assistant days, I had a head coach tell me once, that, you know, as the head coach, I take all the credit for the wins, and as the assistant, you get all the credit for the losses. So that's pretty much where it stands. Fair, <laughs> fair enough. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, Victoria did it. Uh, she did a great job. So uh, that was a really good win. That girl was really highly rated. Uh, she was actually 60 in the world at one point in the junior rankings, uh, the girl she beat. So uh, that was, was very impressive. Uh, she had been a player who had been sponsored by the ITF, you know, which is the group that puts on it's the International Tennis Federation that runs all the Grand Slam events. Uh, so, you know, that girl had a pretty good pedigree. Uh, so it was a good win for Victoria. And, uh, and Danny, uh, we almost won two of them. We lost the other one in a third set tiebreaker. So we lost that, and actually one doubles was up uh, when we had to stop the match. Uh, they were ahead in their match. So, like I said, it was pretty competitive, uh, you know, which was good. Uh, you saw, you know, some of the scores after they've played three matches since, they've been pretty dominating, uh, you know, with the other teams that they've played. So for us to go in there and as do well we, as we did, it was encouraging. Now we need to back it up this weekend and see if we can uh, come out and play well and play that level again, if not a little bit better since we've been working on things. and. Uh, see if we can pick up two wins on Saturday. What's the gap right now from where you are, where they are, and where you are, and where you want to be? Where's the what's the what's the gap in between? Uh, I think that uh, we still need to to be a little bit more top strong. Uh, you know, we've been working hard on our recruiting, so hopefully that'll happen at some point. But uh, I think that it's such a young team, and they're already at such a good level. I think we have a really good ability to within a year or two to be a really good team uh probably the best team that we ever had uh, made the ncaa tournament uh we competed real well against florida state at the time that was also 27 in the country and probably should have came away and won that one and ended up playing vanderbilt we ended up losing a nail biter uh but we're like that team also when we recruited them we brought five of them in all at the same time and they just kept getting better and better together and that's kind of the expectations we have for this team uh you know five really talented players that we have right now uh, obviously, we have six players, but uh, five that are freshmen. And, uh, you know, if we can add another player or two to that group, we'll have a lot of depth and we'll also be really strong all the way through, which is what we're looking for. So, you know, uh, this year's it's going to be, you know, typical what you think of freshmen. You know, it's probably going to be up and down. Uh, they're probably going to play some matches that are, like, unbelievable, and you're like, this is great. And then, 
you know, they're going to have to learn how to maintain that because uh, it's a long season. As a coach, you had to basically do a rebuild. Right. Um, how do you, now that you've got the rebuild going on, how do you balance all of this? Okay, you've got a, a wealth of freshmen. You're going to need some freshmen again. Right. You try not to have, okay, they're all seniors now. What do I do? <laughs> Um, how you know, how do you go about rebuilding but at the same time maintaining depth for the program or do you even worry about year two, year three, year four and you just all right, I gotta go out and get some more. Right, yeah. Unfortunately that's that's a struggle that we have. You know, in our women's uh tennis we have eight players who are on scholarship. That's the maximum allowed by the NCAA and you have to have six to play. So when you get in this situation where you have five all coming in at one year at one time and they're all in their scholarship but at the same time, uh, you know, if they end up playing all the way through, which we usually do in tennis, I mean, they're all great students. Uh, I mean, we basically had all straight A's in the fall. I think we had one B, two B's out of our entire team in the fall. <laughs> uh, but uh, so they'll make it through. And then if that's what ends up happening, I mean, you're basically, you know, gearing up to try to recruit another another group like that. We just we don't have the flexibility of having maybe like 12 scholarships and you can kind of space them and uh, do that kind of thing. Ideally, yeah, you'd like to have two every year, you know, two a year for four years and do that. But that just never happens. <laughs> so it's just the way things go. Do you get to bank that recruiting budget? Uh, no. Save that for your <laughs> There's no banking anything in budgets. <laughs> so, no. Uh, yeah, we just, yeah, it'll be a lighter year. So, you know, Mike operates off a zero-based budget. So, you know, those years, you know, if we get our two for next year and we don't need anybody the following year, we'll, the budget will be less and we'll just go from there. That's so how we we'll run this little, show. Save a little money. <laughs> we run this show with so, a zero-based budget as well. Yeah. Our budget is zero. <laughs> I know I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's a good way. It's a good way of doing it because, I mean, and again, they, they've been David Steele and all them, Beatrice, all, they've been great, you know, at our tennis program. I mean, we – uh, they kind of adjust and go with the flow. Uh, there's times where we take kids to the All-American in California, and they've done unbelievable. Uh, and that's extra money. I mean, if, if we have kids that get to that level, they support them. Uh, if they're not going, then we're saving money. But, you know, we want them to have the best experience they can here. So, you know, if it's there and they earn it, uh, you know, Marshall's always giving it to them. Okay. I know you you travel the world. How does that <laughs> work for you? Because sometimes you bring in players from uh, places I'm sitting here thinking, do you even have a passport to go to that place? Uh, sometimes I don't travel as much as, uh, a lot of the other coaches are now, uh, and co- coaches are all over the place now. It's amazing. Uh, Kazakhstan and Uzbekistan. And I mean, it's amazing where all these people are going. Uh, Jason, uh, he did go last year. We sent him to Europe. He went there on one trip. Uh, he was there for I think four or five days and back. I mean, it was quick. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, a lot of uh, it for us is still we kind of have to uh, – different schools, different programs have to operate under different ways. And our system has kind of been, you know, we got to work a lot on word of mouth. Uh, we got to work, you know, with former players. We got to work with coaches that we know and so on. So, you know, them knowing us personally has always kind of worked from our standpoint that they've felt good about sending them here because they know that we'll take care of them because they know us as coaches, as individuals you know, me and Laurie and Jason and so on. So uh, that's worked. And even with the American kids, it's worked like that. You know, they've known, they maybe have played tennis with my daughter growing up and, you know, they've gotten to know Laurie over the years or however. And so, you know, there, there's kind of a unique system that we've had to use here in Marshall. You know, if, if, if we don't know kids, we're going into California and, you know, they don't know who we are and we don't know who they are. And so it's, it's hard to get those high-ranked kids. So uh, that's kind of 
how it works for us. That's how we've been successful. John Mercer is our guest. Marshall Tennis, Luke Creasy joining us from the Wayne County News, HD Media, and uh, all other projects, uh, <laughs> including hating. I'm sorry. Including. Uh, <laughs> disliking uh, Tom Brady, um, soon to be columnist for the Herald-Dispatch, a columnist in training. That, that's your job. They're grooming you, buddy. They're grooming you right Dang, now. I'll take it. Okay. We've got more coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's an interesting crew I've put together today. I've got the head coach of the Marshall Tennis team, John Mercer. I've got uh, the second most hated columnist in HD media, (laughs) Greasy. I don't know what what to think about that. That's a compliment, man. I guess. It's a compliment. Right now, there are Patriot fans all across the Tri-State. Talking about me. Hate you. They just don't like you, man. You're disparaging their guy. Yeah, that's okay. Maybe they'll come back and read another time. Okay. And, of course, that column can be uh, read. Uh, yeah, where are they dispersing that? The Wayne County News? Uh, yeah, it goes out in the Wayne County News, and then, of course, you can read it uh, online at uh, heralddispatch.com backslash WCN. And then uh, it's under the opinions okay. section. So, uh, so you're the future columnist for the Herald Dispatch. Hey, right? well, I, I'm not going to throw that out there yet. But, I can throw uh, that out there. Hey, you're more than welcome I to. I can do that. That, that. That'd be great. Okay. That'd be great. That'll be you. Uh, John Mercer will still be the tennis coach until his um, – <laughs> When's your daughter taking over for you? <laughs> You're going to have to get her back from D.C. Is she going to uh, Is she gonna to... one day just come in and take over for the old man? Oh, she might. Who knows? You never know. She's a, She's got a good sales job right now in, in D.C., So, but I told her, you know, that's a, that's a great way to learn. So that's what the Celtics coach did, right? Sales? Did sales for five years and got in basketball. And well, recruiting is all about making a pitch. There you go. So. Right? Yeah, yeah. So she's She can she's sell all the well. signage it also. It could be your side yeah. job. Yeah, that's true. Get a piece of that the signage at the, uh, the new tennis complex. The new John Mercer Tennis uh, Center? Uh, we're still looking for the indoor. So we'll start with that first. So, the Paul Swan Indoor Center? Um, that's Start never going to happen. Promoting it every day? <laughs> that's not going to happen. Yeah, every day on the show, looking for donors for the, the Paul Swan I mean, Indoor Center? Every <laughs> single day. That's not going to happen. every break. You, um, not as long as uh, the administration is current, uh, you know, still in their offices over there. Uh, they're not naming anything after me over there. Well, I, I don't think so. We'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll drive you out when Ohio State gets done with theirs and JJ's playing up there. We'll... We'll make a road trip up there one okay, day. Okay, that's fine. Check out their new one. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking for the Pulse One Media Center. But I like they could have it in the indoor tennis center. They could. That could Perfect. be possible because uh, I know I got a multifaceted facility. I got yeah, to wait. I, like I got to wait in line to uh, get my name on a media center. All these school, all these schools are building media centers. There you go. Why not? Tie it in. I like it. Um, would it be? I write my columns from there. Okay. Why don't you start writing some column positive columns about me? <laughs> I want to make one of your columns. We'll read it next week in the Wayne County News. Maybe I'll talk about you. All right. It works for me. John Mercer, good talking to you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks um, for having me on. What are you going to do now the Penguins are off for a week? Wow, what a break, huh? West Coast takes that long to recover, huh? You know, you got that so, uh, all-star game. Thing. Yeah, that's true. I'll go to the tennis match on Saturday. How about that? Okay, and uh, Luke. One o'clock. One o'clock. Luke, what are you going to do now that uh, you don't have football? Catching it, catching up on some basketball action. Right, Tulsa and Wayne this weekend. I'm a Bengals fan, so I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm sorry. That's okay. Hey, we're getting a new coach. <laughs> Finally, he's um he's got to win the Super Bowl over the team you don't like first. Hey, we'll see. For John Mercer, for Luke Creasy, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for listening here on ESPN. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, Huntington Sports Station.